During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Are we live, Barrett? <laughs> we are. I didn't see the intro at all. <laughs> what do you see on the TV in front of you? Literally just we us. We just saw us. Okay, well, right. we're live. Well, what's up, everybody? Well, do you want to retry that, or is it too late? Is it too I late? Mean, we're, we're live. live, we're live. Out, so. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. I'm one of your host, Blessing, Addy Lee Jr. Joining me is LaCroix Poppy himself, a.k.a. my fellow Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. Tim Ma. Bugging and Gettys. The difference between me and you, Bless, mm -hmm. is you handled that situation that way. If it was me, I would have just went into hosting and just <laughs> hoped for the best. You know what I mean? Legit just, well, legitimately, I didn't know that was an error that could happen. Yeah. I was like, certainly there's Neither no way that. I. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, for your audience, like, usually, like, maybe the screen would cut to a weird thing or something. It was legit me and just Tim us. just staring at ourselves. In silence, it's like, and I'm like, Barrett, the intro's not going, and Barrett, I probably didn't hear me, so I'm like, the Barrett's the intro's not going, it's and great. then the camera starts to move, and I'm like, this is a jib shot, as if the, the show just started. Yeah, yeah. So I need clarification on this. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a windstorms here in San Francisco, mm -hmm. and um, they are fucking everything up really, really badly. Yeah. Uh, luckily, we're all okay so far. Everything's been fine, uh, but the studio, there's been rolling blackouts. It's been such an issue, and every time that there's a blackout here, it's not just, oh, power goes off and it goes on, everything's fine. Yeah. Something new yep. Everything is reset resets. or broken, so... We're we're trying our best here, guys. I, I appreciate your your patience. Hell yeah, uh, Tim. I appreciate your jacket. It's a fresh ass jacket. It is. It's the PlayStation 20, 20th anniversary. Which, oh. I mean, at this point, we're, we're about getting, to we're about to hit we're 30 getting close soon. to thirty, baby. God, but yeah, it's weird. the state of play day, so I feel like it, it felt uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim, I'm excited about state of play. Mm -hmm. I woke up actually this morning. I was like, oh shit, we get some announcements today. State of today. play day. We got a new set that we're debuting today. Really excited oh, about that. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any last minute predictions for state of play? What do you think is going to be? There? No, honestly, I feel like they've kind of uh, spelled this one out for us. We know we're going to get a lot of Suicide Squad stuff, like the deep dive that we've been kind of asking for for a long time. A couple third party things. I'd love to see a little more Final Fantasy 16. That game's at that point that, like, we've seen so much that we don't need to see more. And it's like, I, we, I'm sold. I'm super sold. But I still want to see more, yeah. you know? Okay. Um, but it'd be cool to maybe get a, a surprise announcement. I just don't expect it with uh, how they're setting this up. Having said that, state of play is inconsistent. Things uh, can happen, at all. You know? So exactly. I, I feel like I don't expect anything at all today besides what they told us. Um, but I'd be very happy if they did show something. And I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if they did. Yeah, yeah, we we're talking about our expectations on PS Love UXOXO, which you can check out right now. Kindoffunny.com slash no YouTube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Um, I'm I'm very curious about the VR stuff they show because they talk about uh, debuting gameplay for five new VR titles, and that can mean a lot of things. That could mean hey, this is something you've never seen before, or it could mean hey, Among Us is coming to <laughs> PSVR too, right? And I think those are two level two different levels of excitement for me. I Kind of expect us to get maybe some Beat Saber type type shit where it's like, all right, cool, thank God that this is finally coming out. Mm -hmm. I expect us to get Among Us VR, but if we get if we can get one or two VR surprises, Astro Boy. Oh my God! Bot? If you can get Astrobot, I don't expect Astrobot. I feel like that's almost reaching. That's crazy. That's yeah. cr that's crazy. Although they are focusing on PSVR. 
Yeah, and I, and I think that that'd be awesome. They did also talk about uh, in their tweet revealing it that uh, the VR stuff is going to be from partners. And again, who knows? Maybe they break the word that that stuff tends to happen. But mm -hmm. at this point, I'm not expecting anything first party. Even though I would love something um, Astrobot related, but you know, t uh, Greg was seeding some ideas into our minds during that PS11. He mentioned, "What if what if we saw Grantus Auto San Andreas VR?" Because that's apparently a thing that they've talked about in Meta, and that's the thing that would make me pop, Tim. Of course it would. If I saw of CJ, course. if I see if I see a, a clip of CJ, and then the camera zooms and it zooms into his eyes, and now I'm looking from CJ's I'm perspective. Gonna, like we've been watching you play PSVR two in the in the office, and you're just there like this. Just climbing. Soon, we're gonna see you like, <laughs> just like side dap, to side, dapping up CJ. <laughs> yeah, oh, what's good, CJ? Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, I I can't wait to see what we get there. But yeah, I hope it's I hope we get one or two surprises. For yeah, VR. I'm gonna be I. I'm excited to see whatever we get here. Um, it's been a, a while since we've gotten PlayStation announcements at all, so I'm excited to see what they, they have in store for us. Sphinx brings up an interesting question. Plus, mm. Does PlayStation join the Shadow Drop crew? We had Xbox with Hi-Fi Rush. We had Nintendo with Metroid Prime Remastered. Chia. I think Chia gets, gets Shadow Dropped. Chia. That's the uh, Breath of the Wild inspired Chia pets. Uh, it's the yeah, the one where where at some point you can turn into an animal. You've seen trailers for it. If you saw a trailer for Chia, you know what I'm talking about. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Mm. Somebody in the chat mm. says Bloodborne. You're dreaming. Yeah. You're dreaming. Somebody says RE4 demo. Honestly, honestly, not out the realm of possibility. That is actually a that's a really very, good point. Very hyped for games. You got me hyped. Hell yeah. I'm putting it as a lock. Everybody, wow. there's two things I know for sure. One, wow. we're going to get a Resident Evil 4 demo today on PlayStation Network. And two, don't say it, Tim. This June, PlayStation <laughs> oh will return to the Shrine Theater Jesus in LA live in front of 7,000 people. Tim, do you know what I hope is a lock? Konami showing up at E3 this summer with Metal so. Gear Solid 3 Remake so. because today's stories include reports of Konami's E3 plans, Shinji Mikami leaving Tango, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kinda Funny Games Daily. Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you. Again, I said I woke up excited because mm -hmm. of the PlayStation State of Play. I also woke up excited because I was thinking about the new episode of The Blessing Show that's premiering this Monday right after KFGD. It is. I've, I've now seen one of the, the finaler versions. I haven't seen the final, final version. But even the version I saw that was like draft one has me very excited for people to see this episode. It is my favorite episode that we've made so far. Now, bless, look. What up? You can hype yourself up to the extent that you want to. But I know you don't want to go too far because you don't want to come off this way, that way, whatever. Mm -hmm. I can hype you up. However the fuck much I want to. And I'm going to. Because here's the thing, Bless. A couple days ago, I don't know if you knew this, but I have seen the draft oh. of the Blessing Show. And I told Roger not to tell you that hmm. I saw it. Because I wanted to tell you in person how fucking proud I am of you. Of Thank what you. you made with Roger. And this thing is, hands down, I think the dopest piece of content Kind of Funny's ever made. Wow. I can't wait for people to see it. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna tease even a little further, maybe even a little mm. further than you'd want me to, but I don't give a shit. Mm. I don't give a shit, bless. The people need to know. One of my favorite shows in the world is Patriot Act with Hasan Minaj on Netflix. You made an episode of that show. You made an Thank episode so that could have been on the playlist with those shows. You hit next and it plays. It would have felt right at home. Hell yeah. Y'all ain't ready for Monday. Yeah. Get I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to like I don't want to spill the beans. Yeah, exactly. I don't want. I want to keep a lot of it as, as a surprise. But yeah, that was the vision, right? You pulled it I'm off. Also, a big fan of, of you did it. Patriot Act, and I was like, "This is my vision for the Blessing Show." And this is the one where I'm like, "I feel like we finally hit that." You vision. did it, and so you really did. Tune in uh, right after Kind of Funny Games Daily this Monday. It'll be up as a YouTube premiere. Uh, then the stream will the regular schedule will continue after that. So it's KFGD, then Blessing Show, and then the stream. Uh, so get hyped for that. You know what else you can get hyped for tonight? Greg and Stella are hosting the 26th Annual Dice Awards, and you can watch on IGN. The awards are voted on by your favorite developers, so this is the only award show where peers recognize peers. Catch it tonight on IGN and Twitch. P2P. P2P. And then later today, we'll be reacting live to today's PlayStation State of Play with a Gamescast post-show breaking down everything we just saw. That's happening today at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, Twitch, and YouTube. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by HelloFresh, but... We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A Baker's Dozen. Starting with our number one, Konami is set to bring a new Castlevania and a Metal, and a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake uh, to E3, according to a new report. This is Oshin at GameSpot. A new report claims that Konami is planning to reveal a new Castlevania and a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake at this year's E3. According to Andy Robinson, speaking on the Video Games Chronicle podcast, uh, Konami is planning to have a pretty big E3, claiming that a new Castlevania is set to appear, alongside the much-rumored Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. Quote, There's a new Castlevania in addition to the Dead Cells DLC they announced at the Game Awards, Robinson explained. Quote, And there's, uh, and there's the much-discussed Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, which I also expect them to finally show. End quote. In terms of the other older Metal Gear Solid games potentially being playable on modern platforms, Robinson said uh, that, is, that as, of one year, one, as of one or two years ago, being able to do so in some shape or form was in the cards, but it's now less clear what the situation is. Quote, I would imagine that Metal Gear Solid 3, the remake, is going to be somewhat of a testbed for that, Robinson said. Robinson also noted uh, how Konami is, quote, opening up to collaborating with more developers, though it wasn't clear if he was just talking about the Silent Hill series or Konami's wider portfolio as well. Some kind of Metal Gear Solid 3 remake has been rumored for a while now, but there's been no official comment from Konami on the matter. Last October, the also long-rumored and repeatedly leaked Silent Hill 2 remake was revealed, which is being developed by Layers of Fear studio uh, Bloober Team. Also revealed at the time was Silent Hill F, uh, the first game in the series to bring the story of Konami's native Japan, and uh, Silent Hill Townfall, uh, which comes from the, from the indie studio No Code. Now, Tim, the biggest news mm -hmm. from this new story, of course, is that Video Games Chronicles launched a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Shout out to uh, the homies over at VGC. Yep, uh, this VGC. is uh, episode one, right? Yep. And what a way to launch episode one. I love it. They're like, yeah, we're going to bring the fucking heat. We're going to bring the bangers. We're going to drop a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake is happening. This shit better happen, y'all. Y'all put yourselves oh, yeah. in a position. And I, hey, I'm here for it. And I am hoping. I am fingers crossed. We need this in our lives. Do we not? Bless. Oh, 1,000%. And yeah, this is one where... 
you know, there's there are certain sources that we reference a lot where it's like, okay, I can trust this person somewhat. You know, Jeff Grubb says something's gonna happen. I know that Jeff Grubb has good sources, right? Mm-hmm. If I hear, uh, I would I would put VGC in that camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for, for me, when I hear Andy Robinson and Jordan Midler talking about something, yep. I know to some extent Euro they gamer, have good sources. I would say there's a ton of people over there. Euro Tom gamer, Warren is another one. Tom Warren. I mean, Jason Schreier, of course. Of course. There are certain names that we go to in terms of. Okay, this person I trust, right? And I, I, you know, we know uh, folks from Video Games Chronicle personally, and I trust them enough to know that, like, when they're not speaking entirely out of their ass. Now, of course, things shift and change. That becomes a whole different conversation. Is this actually going to happen at E3? Yeah. Who knows? That's an entirely different conversation. But and is it going to happen? Live is it going to stay at the Shrine Theater? <laughs> God, it's not going to happen to the Shrine Theater. Um, but I, I, the idea of this happening, I think is correct right like i at this point i fully believe them that konami is working on the like you saw three remake because of the, the amount of rumors we've, we've heard about it and i think that's such a good idea yeah i mean look this is one of those rumors very similar to the resident evil 4 remake rumors and to the um dead space remake rumors where mm-hmm. at some point we've heard about these things from metroid prime remastered i mean silent hill we, silent hill is a perfect example we hear about them so long and then eventually they become true um at what point did, were they true? I think that is a different question. Like, we know that Metal Gear Solid, when these rumors first started, it was because of those goddamn pachinko machines, right? We saw these beautiful, beautifully re-rendered Metal Gear Solid 3 cutscenes, and we're like, oh my god, they're doing it. And then it was like, no, no, they didn't do that. And that was in a time before Final Fantasy VII Remake was even announced, and that game is now out. <laughs> so that's how long we've been talking about a uh, potential Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake. I hope this is true. Konami clearly is in a different position in 2023 than they were the last couple of years in terms of making video games period yeah. or collaborating or licensing out whatever way you want to look at it to different indie teams or double AA, a triple a teams to make these games. We know silent Hill, silent Hills. Uh, there's many of them at this point mm-hmm. um, are being worked on by a ton of different teams. And that's actually happening. We're actually getting a silent Hill 2 remake that all the silent Hill fans want. We're actually getting new silent Hill, all of that stuff. Yeah. Metal gear is and Castlevania, we got the Dead Cells thing, which was, like, super awesome. That looks great. What a fantastic collaboration there. But the idea that Konami might actually be ready to make a return to E3 time, whatever that is, and actually have things that are exciting. The last time they were at E3 that we were there, there was two times. There was one that was Metal Gear Survive, and then there was one God. that was, like, that bad Contra game on the Switch. Oh, and, yeah. Um couple other games they had that just were not they had like what they had like super bomber man and then super bomber man which like yeah it's good it's a good game sure yeah 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 this is uh there's so many angles to tackle this from um i think it's interesting so i listened to um the vgc vgc podcast they hear it directly out of their mouths Mm -hmm. and while talking about it andy robinson was talking about how konami really wants to bring back a lot of their big ips in big ways right and silent hill is probably the template to go to in terms of oh yeah we have the silent hill 2 remake we have the the uh, and that's being developed by the layers of uh, fear studio we have silent hill f we have silent hill townfall right they are bringing back silent hill in all these different ways and it's not just konami working on silent movie. hill right and like you say there's a movie right they're making sound. i mean sure i mean i, I feel like there's always a silent, silent hill, hill movie. movie yeah exactly. <laughs> there were before but i'm pretty sure they announced they're making a, a new movie as well. gotcha and so yeah like i think for them that is their first toe dip into let's get back into video games and if that is the template to look at in terms of how they approach metal gear solid and how they approach castlevania i think with those ips you might you do want to play more careful than Silent Hill. I think Silent Hill is a good, let's just throw shit at a wall and see what sticks. I don't think you want to do that with Metal Gear Solid because that's a bit more precious. I think people would um, 
people would be a bit more judgy with how you handle a Metal Gear Solid, especially because it's going to be without Kojima, right? Um, and so I think that part of it is interesting. I think the other part of it being interesting is them coming to E3. We've been talking about this uh, for quite a bit the last couple of months, the fact that E3 doesn't have PlayStation, Nintendo, or Xbox. I think just last week we talked about Ubisoft announcing that they'll be at E3 if there is an E3. Um, <laughs> Konami, literally, that's what they said. Yeah, that's literally what they said. Konami coming back to E3 strikes me as it kind of makes sense right they've been out of the game for a, a, if they're coming if they're going to be out of place i mean I'm pretty, I, I don't think konami's missed an e3 like really they were at the last one that we were at like with, with the country game you're talking about uh-huh. okay gotcha gotcha but like in a big way though well i mean what does that even mean but the, konami used to have press conferences back in like 2012 like mm-hmm. i remember mega 64 like hosted one of them when they talked about the transference of zone of the enders going from playstation vita do you remember this shit shit was wild what uh-huh. a different time uh but i mean they just they haven't had major presence at e3 besides just mm-hmm. being there having a booth like having games for journalists to play and i guess my thing is now that the, the world is different since konami's had a big pre- e3 press conference i think that's more so where i'm coming from where they do have the option to do something on their own they did the thing on their own with silent hill they do they do have the option to go to go to summer game fest I think E3 makes sense because Konami is still they've they've been on sabbatical, right? They've been out there with the pachinko machines, doing things in other places, making more money than they probably would through video game software. But like, I feel like now them them coming back into the uh, into like the gaming software side of the industry, they probably still have that that like old guard kind of like um, thought process to them where they're like well we know e3 like we've been to e3 let's just go back to e3 as opposed to doing like a, a jeff Keighley summer game fest i'm a little confused about some of the things first off i mm-hmm. just had a realization that konami nintendo directed before nintendo directed because their showcase was like a digital only thing like it was like a prepackaged video that mm. they made so shout out to you konami ahead <laughs> of the game uh Beyond that, though, yeah. like them coming back, like you, you're, what you're saying about like them returning to games and stuff, like I get that us as gamers, we don't think of like, oh, Konami's putting games out left and right. Mm-hmm. But in terms of their E3 presence, like I wonder, what's this going to look like? Because if these games are real, if Metal Gear Solid 3 remake is real, if a new Castlevania is coming, where do they announce those? Because remember, the Silent Hill thing, they just did like a Silent Hill like, like presentation, yeah. right? They just put that out. This being part of E3, is there a Konami showcase? I struggle to believe that. You don't, I don't think, think so? No, I don't think mm-hmm. that there's space for that and i don't think that they have enough to go into maybe i don't know again being at e3 is such a weird thing because really what that means is just it's there's stuff on the show floor people can play okay otherwise press conferences are just kind of surrounding it and whether they're part of sgf or e3 almost doesn't matter but there is like a, a like stamp of approval of like is it on jeff's calendar or not you know uh but do you expect to see like, if this happens like real talk it wouldn't it be out of playstation I, I think most likely. Something? It depends on how much they have to talk about, I think. I think if it is just uh, a new Castlevania game and Metal Gear Solid 3 uh, remake, then I think you see those at a PlayStation State of Play maybe the week before E3 or so. And then you see those games on the E3 show floor. Yeah, yeah. That, that adds up to me. I like that a mm-hmm. lot. Very exciting. What do you want from a new Castlevania? You know, that's it's interesting because you look at Castlevania, you look at... 2D Metroid games, and we are now in a world where there's been so many Metroidvanias, and they have done it so well, where we see things like Hollow Knight, obviously, is an amazing example, Ori, and um, so countless others, mm-hmm. right? Um, I Then you even look at things like Dead Cells that are different, right? That's roguelike, but 
it has so many Castlevania elements to it. Like that is like almost a natural evolution of what a Metroidvania can be. Now for Castlevania actually to now collab with Dead Cells, I think is kind of a very interesting look at a progression, a natural progression for the Castlevania 2D franchise. I don't know what a new 2D Castlevania could look like. I definitely don't know what a new 3D Castlevania could look like unless it's like Lords of Shadows 3 or something. I don't know this is necessarily going to give it to Sony Santa Monica. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, okay, that's, that, is, that would be incredible. So let, me, let me tell you, if Konami wants to experience these franchises and they're wanting to do the Silent Hill thing and give these games to different developers, give, give fucking Castlevania to Sony Santa Monica. Just talk to PlayStation. Give it to Eric. He wants it. He wants it. Yeah. He'll, he'll make a banger. He'll no, make a that, 10 out of 10 game for you. That would be awesome. But yeah. to, to put a, a, a period on the point that I'm making here, mm-hmm. despite what I'm saying, Metroid Dread came out and was fucking awesome and stood with all the other Metroidvanias that have been kicking ass. So I do think that they can bring the goods when it comes to Castlevania. And I, I expect that if they put out a new 2D Castlevania game, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't just fuck this franchise up. Like, it needs to mean something to them. Let's talk about Metal Gear Solid 3. Because that's the one I really care Please, about. Please, let's do that. So, it's funny to ask the question of what do you want from a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake? Because I think the answer is just I want it to look better and I want it to, I want it to recapture all the feelings I got from the original. But, like, is there, when I say the words Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, is there anything that comes to mind in terms of this is what they have to nail? Here's the thing, boss. I'm going to say something that is controversial. Oh, no, I'm going to say you it. Say you it know? I'm scared. And, <laughs> and I mean this just uh, all relative to each other. Metal Gear Solid 3 is not my favorite Metal Gear. How dare you? It's just how, not. How fucking dare you? <laughs> I am a solid back. snake boy. It's, it's great. I, oh, it's so fucking great. I mean, it's arguably a 10. Arguably Ar- the best. 1,000% a 10. You know, and I, yeah. but people that say it's the best, I don't even want to start a fight with you. I okay. get it. It is, it is what it is. But I'm just such a fan of the, what was at one point, modern time storyline of the like 2005 2009 solid snake adventures metal gear solid 4 that's the stuff i've always been here for the let's go back to the past and (laughs) like i have a fucking clone story and all this stuff best story period metal Mm -hmm. gear solid 3 um and i think that's what's interesting here is like i would what do i want more than anything Uh uh-oh we're getting some test colors here i don't know if that's good or bad um show us go on okay good good (laughs) but uh i uh i would prefer if they did metal gear solid one what I really would want is a Metal Gear remake. Like, remake oh, oh. the Metal Gear game. Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2. Oh, I yeah. mean, of course, yeah. Like, start the story that way and go. But what excites me here is if they're going to remake Metal Gear Solid 3, cool. They're starting from the beginning. Hopefully, that's them going through, and they'll eventually, Resident Evil style, remake all of the games. And I'm okay with them starting chronologically for this because at this point, I feel like that's how Kojima even sees the storyline, is mm-hmm. beginning with Big Boss. I, as you all know... I am a release order person when it comes to everything. I don't like chronological orders. I don't understand when motherfuckers watch the MCU in timeline order. I'm like, Ugh, what are you doing? Let's start with Join Captain Marvel. Play, it's like, play get out of here. Zelda games Captain in timeline America, order. But it's so fun. When, when motherfuckers are like, oh, I'm going to watch, how should I watch the Fast and Furious movies? And like, well, I'll do this, then this, then this, then this. I'm like, no, you stupid idiots. You fucking watch them as they came out as mm-hmm. God intended, all right? But it's with like Metal Star Wars. Gear, you start with episode one. I fucking hate <laughs> with, uh, with With Metal Gear, though. I can, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. And I honestly am very excited about this because I want to, what I want from Metal Gear Solid 3 Blast, and I know this is the fucking craziest thing I, I could say, mm-hmm. but I stand by it. I want Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake to blow my mind so much that it becomes my favorite Metal Gear. And I think that it could. I think that it could. Well, wait, what would it have to do? 
How just, do you improve on perfection? I mean, just, you, make, you make it look HD. That's all that's you do for thing. me. <laughs> and like, look, taking Resident Evil 2, the PlayStation game, mm-hmm. and what they did to turn it into the remake, if we get that level of upgrade, that'd be insane. And I think that they could, because playing through Metal Gear Solid 3, like, it's so damn fun. But mm-hmm. you know what's more fun? Metal Gear Solid 5. <laughs> I mean, Tell me I, I'm wrong. I, I understand what you're saying. I just don't like how you're saying it. <laughs> Aggressively. Like, like the, game, like the gameplay for Metal Gear Solid 5, sure, is more fun than, than 3 overall, though. Straight up. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can improve Metal Gear Solid 3. I'm not talking about the story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, actually, actually, you know what, though? I think that brings us to an interesting place where I understand exactly what you're talking about, right? I think a Metal Gear Solid 3 story that plays a bit more like Metal Gear Solid 5 and has even more of those systems and mm. really dives in into like, hey, let's make this a fucking fantastic stealth game as opposed to like a great, uh, like a good stealth game with an amazing story. I think that would be the next step. My question for you, again, is can they make that step without Kojima? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because I'm talking about gameplay. Kojima's the story. Kojima's the characters. Kojima's the writing. The style, the cinematography. That, to me, is what makes the, what I like about the Kojima stuff extremely special. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what it looks like and what it does for them. Because listening to Andy on the podcast talk about it being, this being sort of the test bed for what where they want to take Metal Gear Solid going forward. I mean, I, I, I would love for them to remake the whole franchise. And then eventually get to Metal Gear 1 and 2 and do those as well, right? Like Capcom. Remake, remake everything. The, the current Konami scares me because I don't know where, ha- where their head's at anymore, right? I've been disappointed with the... I mean, everybody's been disappointed with the Konami pivot in terms of, oh, yeah, let's make Metal Gear Survive. All right, now let's make Pachinko Machines. All right, we don't care about <laughs> game software anymore. It's hard, for me to put, it's hard for me to imagine that they come back to the space and then knock it out in the way that, that uh, Capcom's been knocking it out with the Resident Evil remakes. But, but it doesn't need to be them. It probably won't be. Them. Yeah, I mean, the rumor was that it was what Virtuous Studio making the Metal Gear Solid Three remake, and like that's a studio that uh, I feel like we don't know much of their pedigree either. Um, but yeah, if they're able to make that make that happen, I would love to see them go through it and, and make remakes of everything. Blessing. What up, Adioye Junior? What's up? There's something. There's a, there's a word that we haven't said yet. Does it does it start with B? Does it end with point? In a point, it yeah. does, baby. It, yeah, it does. does. Blue Point Studios. They're doing it. You think and so? It will be announced. Oh, my Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, real talk, though. Yeah, yeah. If this is real, it's Blue Point. What the fuck have they been up to? They've been up to something. Don't say Bloodborne. They've been up to something, Wes. Mm-hmm. There's been rumors of it being Metal Gear for a long time. Again, the rumor, There's been the, rumors of it being Castlevania. That's actually interesting. I didn't think about Blue the Point's involved with Konami, everybody. I, I hope so, man. I really hope so. For now. Let's talk about story number two. Tango Gameworks CEO Shinji Mikami is leaving the studio. This is Ash Parrish at The Verge. Shinji Mikami, the founder of Tango Gameworks and game director for the Evil Within franchise, has announced he's leaving the company after 12 years. Bethesda confirmed the news in a tweet early this morning. Mikami started his career at Capcom working on the Resident Evil series and other Capcom favorites like the cult classic beat-em-up, God Hand, Dino Crisis, and Ace Attorney. Mikami left the developer in 2006 for Platinum Games to direct the influential, if somewhat forgotten, third-person action shooter, Vanquish. Shout out to Vanquish. In 2010, Mikami founded Tango Gameworks, which was almost immediately acquired by ZeniMax Media, bringing Tango into the vast Bethesda household. Though Tango Gameworks seems to be enjoying a period of success with titles like Ghostwire Tokyo and the surprise hit Hi-Fi Rush, this is now the second high-profile departure from the company. 
Ikumi Nakamura, who worked on the Evil Within franchise and became an instant celebrity for her quirky, cute E3 2019 presentation, left the company in 2019 to start her own development studio, Unseen. In its announcement of Mikami's departure, Bethesda wrote, quote, We wish Mikami-san uh, well in the future and are excited by what lies ahead for the talented developers at Tango, end quote. That's a big departure, Tim. It is, definitely. I saw Imran uh, tweeting about this, and uh, what he was saying really adds up and makes a lot of sense, where essentially this has been the plan for a while, but uh, Mikami didn't want to leave until he knew that the team was going to be in good hands, and mm. now that the you know the whole uh, Microsoft transition has, we're years into it, there's been successes like Hi-Fi Rush and things like that, but it's like, cool, now is the time, everything's safe and it's good. So this sounds like just a, a great thing. Congrats to him for moving on for so much success. And can I just say one last time? That's nah, not true. I'm going to talk about a lot more. Hi-Fi Rush is incredible, man. I saw you were tweeting about it last yeah, night. Yeah, I've been playing slowly. I wish I could play more. But bless, it's just so hard to be Tim Gettys right now between Dead Space, Metroid Prime, and uh, Hi-Fi Rush. I'm I'm doing the bad gamer thing where I'm like playing an hour of this, then an hour of that, then an hour of this. Mm. I'm, I'm not making progress. Just commit to Hi-Fi Rush. I'm committing to Hi-Fi Rush. I'm going to beat it by this weekend for sure. I only have two chapters left. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there. But I'm also at the point where I could have done it last night. And I was like, I don't want this to end. Like, I, mm -hmm. I need to put the controller down because I, I want to keep being in this world. I have warned you about the post-Hi-Fi Rush depression. Uh, he it's did. Real. He did. And yeah. I'm scared, man. I don't want to come down off of this because I, I just am enjoying this game so much. Uh, but shout out to them for creating something like this. And just shout out to Shinji Mikami in general for being a badass. Yeah, for sure. And I think, again, going back to what Imran's talking about, I think that makes sense, right? And even, even even coming off of Ikumi Nakamura, who was doing Ghostwire Tokyo and then left to do, to do her own thing, um, yeah, I don't think that's the time where you want to leave uh, um, Tango to then make Ghostwire and then also make Hi-Fi Rush. You know, this goes back to, I forget if it was you or Greg or who I was talking to, it might have been Michael Hyam, uh, um, about um, the Midnight Suns developer uh, for Axis and how they saw some departures, but it was right at, it, it was last week which was right after midnight sun's release right that came out a couple months ago i think when you when you're coming off of release to see departures like this i think add up in a way where it's like oh, okay yeah. well they saw their thing through totally right this is the yeah. project that they wanted to see through and now they're leaving to do their own thing what where do you think he goes from here uh imran was uh, imran seems like he knows uh and he was if you go follow uh imran the don con on twitter um at i don't, i never remember how to what what's his imran z o m g yeah yeah uh but yeah, he he was saying that he has some some theories. A team called M two M two. That's so that's actually the same thing I was thinking. I was trying to find because like this is this is one of the one of those ones where you do so many news stories on KHD that like I put them in the vault and, and you're just like oh, and I'm like oh man what was the connect? details around that one and for some reason my thing isn't loading maybe Destructo it is down I can't tell but uh, M two was hiring people I believe that did work on like Resident Evil stuff. Um, and I think they're like poaching different de different developers. So like, if Shinji Mikami is like, "Yo, I'm gonna finally go to M2 because they've been trying to talk to me for a while," I think that could make sense. Um, Tundra Boy says M2 made Resident Evil Three, right? Interesting. Possibly, possibly. That sounds right, actually. Interesting. Shinji Mikami. I know M2 Evil. is Re Resident Evil related, and okay. so I believe that. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, potentially. What do you? What do you think? What do you think Tango Gameworks does after this? Do you think they go back to Evil Within 3? Do you I, think that was a Shinji Mikami joint? Yes. I, I think we get a... I, well, I don't know. Yes, yes. I think we get a Evil Within 3. For okay. sure. I also think at this point we're going to get a Hi-Fi Rush 2. I really, really hope so. I really hope so we get a Hi-Fi Rush 2 because Hi-Fi Rush 1 is goddamn good. Tim, mm -hmm. before we go into our next story, I want to people out there know about Patreon.com slash Games where you can go and you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads... 
let us tell you about our sponsors. Shout out to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself that you'd stick to? Well, HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door, taking the hassle out of dinner time. Fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes so you can enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernay sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been using HelloFresh for years. Kevin loves how easy it is to get Paula vegetarian options, while I just love how quick the fast and fresh recipes come together during a hectic day in the studio. Go to HelloFresh.com slash kindoffunny65 and use code kindoffunny65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's hellofresh.com slash kindoffunny65 and use code kindoffunny65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Story number three. EA DICE is building a new single-player team for a future Battlefield game. This is Christopher Dring at GamesIndustry.biz. EA DICE is building a new team to support Ridgeline Games in making a single-player Battlefield campaign. EA DICE is one of the three EA studios that have been tasked with establishing the future of EA's shooter series. DICE was to focus on the multiplayer aspect. Ridgeline Games, the new team led by Halo co-creator Marcus Leto in Seattle, is building the single-player campaign. Meanwhile, LA-based Ripple Effect is creating a completely different Battlefield experience. The change here is that DICE is expanding its team to help Ridgeline Games in creation of that single-player adventure. Quote, Our decision to build out our single-player team here at DICE is a proactive approach that arms our global teams with the resources they need early on as we look ahead to the next Battlefield experience, said Rebecca Kutas, DICE VP and GM, in an interview with GamesIndustry.biz last year. Quote, we have, an immense amount, we have an immense amount of strength and opportunity within our three global studios, with each, te- each team bringing their own set of deep franchise experiences. Now, we are able to expand opportunities and benefit from new talent that will help Ridgeline write the next chapter for the franchise, end quote. Marcus Leto added, quote, our vision coupled with their experience with the franchise is going to see us build a single-player campaign that will engage players in new ways while also remaining true to the classic elements of what makes battlefield truly unique end quote tim does the idea of a battlefield campaign do anything for you 
You know, I really loved Battlefield One's campaign system with the mm. war stories, where it was like small, like I think there was the five series of, them, of vignettes, uh, the little vignettes. I thought that was awesome. Like that is like it spoke to me. Like that's the type of single player campaign that I'm like, I wish we got more of that. Like smaller experiences that were really cool. Not all the stories hit the same, and like I don't know that any were necessarily that special or great. But that idea I thought was really cool. Um, and I would even love to see that applied to Battlefront on the Star Wars side of things. Like, I would have loved to, to get some of that. And we, we got those little tiny single-player missions in Battlefield, Battlefront 1 um, that I enjoyed. Yeah. They were like... Battlefront 2 got a story. Battlefront 2 did have a, a full-on campaign yeah. um, that I enjoyed parts of. But uh, in terms of just the idea of the little vignettes, I think it's really cool. Um, but yeah, Battlefield's just in a very awkward place. Um, I just feel like they've lost their footing in the last couple iterations um, mainly just because of what's advanced around them. Like, people really liked some of the last couple Battlefield games, um, not so much the one that just happened, but we just, there's so many games out there. There's so many experiences out there that you really kind of have to either do something special and unique or just, hey, you're, you're a standard. You're an industry kind of foundation, and um, I think Battlefield's kind of lost that over time as, you know, Call of Duty has just hunkered down yeah. and, like, skyrocketed up in the vertical it's known for, but then also kind of created new verticals over the last couple yeah. of years. Like so many things have changed, right? Between Call of Duty, Fortnite, Battle Royale, like the space in free-to-play, the space is entirely different from when Battlefield was thriving, which at this point I would say, what, PS3 era, Xbox 360 era, when I'm talking about Battlefield being good. Like we got a lot of Battlefields in the PS4 era, but like, but I feel like were people, they bangers? Yeah, they. I think that they were. Yeah. I, just I know think- Battlefield 4, correct me if I'm wrong, people liked but that was like early in the era. Since then, we got Hardline, and then we got what five? And was there a six? And there was well, there was one in between. Oh right? yeah, one. Like, I forgot. Yeah, so that's that, right. That's that's right. Like, there were some games that people liked an element of or another element, whether it's the campaign or the multiplayer or whatever. But where they're kind of at, struggling to get one of one of the things right, if not two of the things right. We see Call of Duty where it's like, yo, they're still putting out campaigns that people are really loving they're putting out multiplayer that people are really loving there's the mobile game that people are really loving there's the battle royale that is a dominant one of the big ones right like warzone is up there it's warzone it's fortnite it's apex like they made it they 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 hit the mark and they've they've continued to so it's just weird to look at battlefield and i can't say that about any of the verticals that they are attempting like wasn't there a battlefield mobile game that we just talked about getting pulled Oh, yeah, with the Apex thing. Yeah. I think so. But I don't think the Battlefield mobile game ever came out. Kindofunny.com says you're on. I mean, shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do like that they're talking about finding ways to improve Battlefield, experiment with Battlefield. I think doing a campaign is probably good for it, but it is going to be in how you package that campaign that I think is going to uh, determine whether or not it's received well. Because I honestly, I I mean, I don't, if you were to ask me what to do with Battlefield, I would say, Make it free to play and maybe put a battle royale mode in it, right? Or might find make a battle battlefield battle royale spin-off and then make a free-to-play version of the uh team deathmatch mode. Like I feel like you gotta experiment with ways in which you deliver battlefield because the last few battlefields have been these full-priced games, and I don't know if the ser- g- games as a service, single player competitive shooters can do that anymore. Like where where are the where are those? That are I mean, successful. Overwatch is free to play. Call of Duty is Call of Duty, right? And Call of Duty has a free to play version in Warzone, right? Like, um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the other. Apex is free. Like, what are the what are the paid premium multiplayer first person shooters that are ongoing? I mean, that's the thing. It's like Call of Duty is just kind of one. 
won the day. Yeah. Like the, back a, a long time ago, there was the big three of Call of Duty, Medal of Honor, and Battlefield. Mm -hmm. And those big three were all big in different ways. And then as years went on, like Medal of Honor, can you imagine? If we heard about Medal of Honor now, we'd be like, the fuck? He's like, what's going on here? No, the like, there was <laughs> a VR not. game or whatever. But it's like, with Battlefield, I feel like Battlefield is steps away, missteps away from uh, becoming Medal of Honor. Yeah. If it's not already there. People, I, I, I enjoy watching people in chat throw suggestions because, like, yeah, Halo's free to play. Uh, somebody said, people are saying Destiny. Destiny's free to play as well. Of course, you're buying Destiny's the expansions. Destiny's different, though. I, like, de I don't put Destiny at all in the same category of what we're talking about For here sure. when we're talking about the verticals i think destiny is a, a vertical that call of duty hasn't even touched yet like that yeah. type of experience will they one day i don't know yeah I, I i honestly don't know what you do with battlefield to say aside from shake up how you deliver battlefield and i'm curious on how a campaign fits into that i think mm -hmm. if you're going to do a, a battlefield campaign what i would say is do a just make a banger ass campaign that is separate from from multiplayer but like make something that that is that harkens back to what people love like I, i've never played bad, bad company but i see people talk about bad company yep. all the time can you make a bad company campaign please for the love that is God. like i've been forty dollars like or full price if it's that dope and put it out and hope and hope yeah. that it gets critically well received that's, and use that as the building block dude i mean that sounds awesome but like that is such a a tall order like sure. i just don't know that that's e that is going to be worth it i mean especially we're, we're talking about ea here we're talking about uh, the same company that has respawn and we've heard in the last couple of weeks, Titanfall 3 is not happening. God, or whatever whatever the single-player yeah. Titanfall game was going to be. I forgot the name of it. Apex. It was Titanfall Legends. Titanfall Legends, yeah. Um, so we look at this, and like EA Dice, obviously not the team that we would want to be making that Titanfall game. Like, they are the Battlefield team. But they're also, they've done other things as well that are in the same space. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I think that they are in a, in a very tough spot. And I think that the fact that EA has... The fact that Battlefield came out and Call of Duty came out and Titanfall 2 came out and Titanfall 2 got squashed in that fight, right? Yeah. And we've talked about that a million times. And now here we are years later where a spinoff, where they tried a Battlefield Battle That's Royale crazy. and it didn't fucking work. But a spinoff of Titanfall became a Battle Royale and is, and is now, now one, one of the, the biggest big things. Like, what the fuck? I never thought about it that way, but it's, that is it's insane. really insane. So yeah. anything can happen, but um, I just think that we are so many steps removed from this headline adding up to me being something i believe in mm -hmm. um i think my solution for dice would be to go back to mirror's edge just for me let's make a new mirror's edge uh, they did that it wasn't good it was fine it was fine it was fine it was but make a better one <laughs> make a better one it's for me it can happen you can do it you know especially nowadays just go back to linear you you, you try to open world from mirror's edge yeah, catalyst it didn't work open worlds. bring it back to linear yeah all right Story number four, a Hogwarts Legacy TV show is in the works. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. A Hogwarts Legacy TV series is reportedly in development at Warner's HBO Max. That's according to sources cited by Giant Freaking Robot, an entertainment news site with some track record of exclusive reporting. It claims the series is still in early phases of development, but that like Warner's recently released Hogwarts Legacy game, it will presumably be set before the original Harry Potter novels and the Fantastic Beasts spinoff. Set in the 1800s, the game sees players step into the shoes of a student at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry who has a rare ability to tap into ancient magic. Hogwarts Legacy was released for PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC on February 10th and got off to a very strong start commercially and enjoyed the biggest European launch outside of the FIFA and Call of Duty series since October's October 2018's Red Dead Redemption 2. Wild. I, yeah, I, we'll see. 
I don't know. Like, how it much is this gonna? <laughs> it just strikes me as weird. Where it's like, I, I just don't believe it's gonna be based on the game. Like, it's like cool. It's the names, sure. Mm-hmm. A Hogwarts Legacy TV show? Yeah. Like, I'm surprised we don't have an HBO Max. Have we not Harry had a Potter. Harry Potter TV show before? No. That actually that shocks me. Yeah, we will. It's gonna happen. It'll yeah. happen by 2027. I'm very curious to see where sales land for Hogwarts Legacy. Because we've been, I've been seeing it uh, over the weeks of one. I've been seeing the popularity of it because I see it all over my my TikTok, um, which is like my indicator that people are playing it. it. It was like that for Elden Ring. It's like that for very few games where it's like, oh, this is broken beyond just the game space. Now my entire TikTok is taken over by this thing. But then also, this article talks about the European launch. I've seen some stories about the European sales for the game. I've been waiting to see like what the worldwide sales for Hogwarts Legacy is going to be because from when, just word of mouth, it seems insane. When does MPD come out? Is that uh, it's usually the month after. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so happen, we're but, but maybe a couple of weeks from getting yeah. PD. Yeah, that's but it's going to be, be number one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But that's going to be. I wonder how number one. Mm, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Because yeah, there's potential, and, and also this game is going to potentially get a resurgence when it has its next launch on the last gen and oh, Switch yeah. as well uh, in April. So, I, I, I'm, I'm, I have a friend that was like. That wants to play Hogwarts Legacy, and she was like, "Oh yeah, I, I." Well, she only has a Switch, so she was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna wait to play on my Switch." And like, I didn't have the heart to be like, "That game might not run on your <laughs> on your Switch." Who knows? But man, who knows? Poor Switch. Who knows? Story number five. Speaking of game sales, Deathloop hits five million players. Uh, this comes directly from at Deathloop on Twitter, where they tweeted out five million players. Thank you for joining us on this adventure to Black Reef. We hope you enjoyed your stay. And then they. <laughs> tweet out some statistics that frankly are the most weird statistics i feel like you can tweet out with something like this because they tweeted out like the most used loadouts uh so if you want to know the most used trinkets colt's top trinkets uh, are the spring healed the never say die the juiced up and his most used weapons are the shock absorber the speed loader and the mind leech and then juliana's top trinkets are the spring healed tracker and juiced up and then her top used weapons are the mind leech straight shooter and big box just tell me how many of the um, assassination targets people killed. That would have been more interesting. <laughs> I'm sorry, Deathloop. <laughs> sorry, Deathloop. But uh, good. I mean, good on you for five million players. Five million, baby. Five million players. Yeah. Game Pass. Yeah, it's not sales. It's players, oh, yeah. which is interesting. Whatever. Just get a big number. People look at the number. Like five million. Wow. I would have thought that that would have been higher for Gamescast or Gamescast ba- Game Pass users. But it wasn't it also just recently uh, on Game Pass like. There was that weird, like, we hit a year of Deathloop being on PS5, and then it still wasn't on Xbox, and we were like, what's going on? I think it was last October, September, that went on Game Pass. It's also on PS Plus as uh, Rayman, so that also probably helps it out. Mm. I'm still surprised. Like, I would have thought, yeah, combined with the original year of sales that you're getting on PlayStation 5 as a a PlayStation 5 exclusive, I understand that that's not a a widely available console, so I can understand how your Mm -hmm. numbers aren't skyrocketing there, but then... Going on to PS Plus and then also Game Pass, I would have, if you asked me, I would have been like, oh, yeah, I bet they're at, they're at like 8 million, 9 million. I mean, we're talking about 5 million, dude. Like, that is a lot. And we're talking about a single-player shooter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like even multiplayer mode. But I, I get what you're talking well, about. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, that's not, that's not the main for uh, sure. appeal of that game. So it's like, I, I think this is actually a very high number for this type of game. Like, compare, compare this to um, the Dishonored games. Okay. Right. Like yeah. I think that that's what we're yeah. dealing with. That's fair. Do you think we get Deathloop too? Deathloop. Deathloop. I. Two death two. My gut two says no. I don't know why. 
But I kind of feel like they did what they wanted to with this universe. Hmm. My question for Barrett, do you think we get Dishonored 3? No. <laughs> no. I think Death of the Outsider was it. Yeah. It makes me sad. Is it worth playing Death of the Outsider? I know the answer is going to be yes. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because <laughs> I really enjoyed Dishonored too. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's a little, I don't want to say watered down, but they, they focus. There's not as many like powers and stuff like that. But because it was like, it felt like one of those like, oh, it's going to be a DLC campaign. But then they made it into its like own like kind of game, like almost like a lost legacy mm-hmm. in that kind of way. So uh, it, it, I would say it's a little smaller in scope uh, compared to Dishonored 2, but it's still really fucking fun. Mm. Well, Tim Barrett, I can't wait to see what Arcane Leon develops next. But the announcement of their next game, whether it's Deathloop 2, Dishonored 3, or something else, is just so far away. If I wanted to come out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look, Tim? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday, and they officially confirmed at Disneyland that this summer, Rogers the Musical is going to be at the Hyperion Theater, and I can't wait, freaking <laughs> wait to see this. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, yeah. That sounds dope as fuck. It's been like, rumored like for a long hands, time, uh, Tim. but it's happening, baby. Holy shit, let's go. Out today... We, I'm seeing the Mean Girls musical tonight. I'm very excited. Oh, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Out today, we got Blood Bowl 3 for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Company of Heroes 3 for PC. Grim Guardians, Demon Purge for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Sons of the Forest for PC. Aces and Adventures for PC. Chef Life, a restaurant simulator for everything. Pizza Tycoon for PS4, PS5, and Switch, and then remorse the list for Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. At some point, we I gotta do a like a bless who game that is out today with like fake games in yeah. there to see like if you guys That's can great. can identify them. I mean, when you you just read that list and you said Chef Life, a restaurant, I thought that was it, and then you said Simulator on everything, and I was like, there's really a fucking game called Simulator on everything, <laughs> and <laughs> and you would have believed. I would have fucking I like, oh wow, Simulator took out. me back to mobile gamer bullshit days, you know. Yeah. yeah. Out out today or in, uh, bullshit, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll work I'm, on the branding. Listen, there. I'm I'm better at ideas when I simmer. <laughs> you know, you need to give me yeah. time at my desk. Plus, I, I have think. a great game that I want to present oh, to you yeah? after this show. Oh, I'm very excited for that. Uh, new dates for you. Games Done Quicks All Women Winter Speedrunning Event. Frost Fatales uh, speeds onto stream this weekend on Sunday, February 26th on twitch.tv slash games done quick. Uh, UFO Robot <laughs> Grandizer The Feast of Wolves launches Q4 2023 for Xbox One uh, Xbox Series How X. the fuck are you going to drop UFOs, Robots, and Wolves into the same title? Barry, can we see a trailer for UFO Robot Grandizer The Feast of Wolves, which comes out on everything on, uh, in Q4 2023? <laughs> and then Forza Horizon 5 Rally Adventure expansion launches March 29th for Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC. And then Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope DLC The Tower of Doom launches March 2nd. Are you, did, you, did you play through Mario and Rabbids, the second one? Uh, that is a game that I am playing through at the slowest pace ever, mm. where I don't know that I'm ever actually going to beat that game, but mm. I really enjoy the gameplay of it. I'm, I'm, I want to say I'm maybe a third through. So yeah, DLC, not in my so plans. So yeah, you see the DLC, not like, in my plans no. at all. Yeah, when I'm 50, I'll play that, I guess. Oh, this is this. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Right now, Barrett's showing UFO Robot Grandizer. Iconic robot. The Feast of Wolves. I've always seen this robot, never know, known what he is. There was this like store uh, that was like four blocks away from where I grew up that me and Kevin would always go to because it had a bunch of toys, but they were all like behind glass 
um, cases and stuff. And the people that worked there, I remember one time got so mad. It's like, you can't breathe on the glass. And we're just like, <laughs> we're just breathing, man. <laughs> like, leave us alone. That's Let us really play funny. with toys, man. We're kids. All right. That's UFO robot grandizer. It was like a, you're playing as a giant robot and you're doing some action combat <laughs> by other robots in a forest, apparently. Um, deals of the day for you. Uh, Prime Gaming's March free games lineup has been revealed. You're getting Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition. Adios. I am fish. <laughs> Far away three. <laughs> Arctic escape. Book of demons. Peaky blinders. Mass. No way. No way. They're not making a Peaky blinders video game. <laughs> Peaky blinders. Mastermind. And city legends. Trapping in mirror collectors edition. Uh, and then from this is from VGC. The next free Epic Game Store title has been announced. Strategy tycoon game. Dude, I am fish looks kind of dope. Wait, is this I am. Oh shit. How would you describe this this game for audio listeners? Uh, I mean, it looks like a a like. I I don't know, I don't know how to describe. I don't, like honestly, I don't know how to describe this. Semi monkey ball, but you're playing as a fish that has like escaped from a. Oh no, you escaped from like whatever fish tank you're in, and like you're just traveling the world as a fish. You're legit. This looks cool. Puzzle physics game. Thank you, Olive Party. That is a way better way to explain this. This game. actually looks really cool. Yeah. All right, I am fish. Going to space. Wait, are we going to... Uh, I hope that that game... Wait, they're actually in space! Fuck yeah, dude. Holy shit. They're like, we said Fast and Furious did it, we can do it too. Go on, go them. Somebody said Finding Nemo, Monkey Island. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rise of Industry is your Epic Games free uh, title from March 2nd to March 9th. To now it's time for Reader Mill. Of course, you can write into kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to get your questions read on the show. Just like Jmaz did... Jmaz writes in and says, it seems like so many games have gotten the remake treatment recently. You've got games like Resident Evil 2, Final Fantasy 7, The Last is Part 1, and Live Alive, just to name a few, all getting the full treatment. With so many remakes being released with great reception, it got me wondering, can new games beat out remakes in 2023? You've already got a, f- a few new games releasing with not uh, the best reception, thinking of Forspoken and Atomic Heart, where the remakes keep coming out hot, looking at Dead Space and Metroid Prime. I think remakes have some type of advantage because the studio is not likely taking a risk and, a re- and remake a bad game compared to re- risking the unknown with a new game. Do you think when the year is up, will fans look back and think more fondly of the remakes of 2023 or the new games of 2023? And then J-Maz gives us a list of uh, some games that come to mind in terms of remakes. So in terms of remakes, you're getting Dead Space, Metroid Prime, Advanced Wars, Resident Evil 4, Like a Dragon, Ishin, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And then in terms of new games, Tears of the Kingdom, Forspoken, Hogwarts, Diablo 4, Jedi Survivor, Starfield, Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. I think we're in a beautiful place in video games where we are getting more of everything than yeah. we ever have at a high quality level. There are more great indie games. There are more great new IP games. There are more great sequels. There are more great remakes. There are more great remasters. There are more great X, Y, Z, continue, and so on and so forth. I really feel like we're just living our best gaming lives right now. Um, I know a lot of people are always like, I like, oh, enough of the remakes. I want new IPs. Those people are crazy. They're crazy. Like, yeah. look at the remakes we're getting right now. They're so high quality in the preserving and enhancing experiences. And like, not every remake is equal. There's been a ton of bad ones, but like, the the, the facts are in the numbers. We can just look at it here. In the past couple of years, the majority of the high profile remakes we've gotten are arguably the best version of those games. I yeah. think that is very important when we're talking about some of the best games of all time. 
playing Metroid Prime Remastered is a transformative experience right now. I can't believe that game was as good as it was in 2002, but I can't believe how good it is in 2023. And it's because it is the core of what that game was, but just, just touched up, just enhanced in just little ways where it plays better, looks better. All of these things add up to just a better experience that we need to preserve these games and continuing to enhance them. On top of that, we're getting so many new games and like even things like um, we're getting things that are in between Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I just like the first game, but I think even more so, it's going to be less a remake and more a new experience. Mm -hmm. Like it, at the very least, is going to be a 50-50 new versus old. So I think we're in a great place. Yeah, I think remakes are fantastic, you know, both for the fact that I will never forget the the feeling I had when they announced Shadow of Colossus remake from Bluepoint, and I saw the trailer, and I put it together of like, wait a second, I recognize that bridge. No, oh no, like the chills that mm -hmm. I I will I don't think I'll ever have a feeling like that ever again, right? Like that is the kind of magic that remakes can bring because games more so than TV, movies, music, whatever, has the ability to just, uh, become dated way faster because you're talking about something that is like video games are a technology, they're a software, and then also like. The, the the controls evolve right standards evolve so quickly in video games that like it's so hard sometimes to go back and play something from the n64 era like look at how we all look at goldeneye and like we try goldeneye and like um, granted during our stream we had a fun time but it would be more fun probably is playing a modern sh modern shooter uh if they remade goldeneye with modern controls like th that's a weird example because that's probably something that's hard to recapture but I think there's a it goes a long way when you take something that has become dated because of controls or whatever and then make it feel fresh again and it uh, and you know provide people the the ability to recapture that experience. For me as somebody who played Resident Evil 2 for the first time via Resident Evil 2 remake, that was one of my favorite games of the year. Yeah. And I wouldn't have had that experience if I went back and played the original Resident Evil 2, right? Mm -hmm. I could appreciate the original Resident Evil 2 as a historical artifact as like a thing that's influential as a totally. thing that meant something back in the day, but playing Resident Evil 2 remake I felt like I was playing a fantastic game that was from 2019. And I think that's the special thing that you can do with remakes. And dude, I uh, infamously on the show, you've talked about you trying Resident Evil 4 multiple times and it's just not feeling right because it feels dated. Mm -hmm. And so many people get mad at you because like, no, it feels great. But it's like, that's because they grew up playing of it. Course. They're familiar I, with it. And I say the same thing about Mario 64. Of course. Where I'm of like, course, Mario 64 controls perfect. Well, it does control perfectly. That's a different But like, if somebody, if somebody who never played Mario 64 was like, oh, man, I was just not clicking, I wouldn't be like, oh, man, you know, like, I get it. Having said this, I fully expect you to be full on in love. If Resident oh, yeah. Evil 4 Remake is as good as we all just expect it to be because they've proven it, and it's Resident Evil 4, man. <laughs> like, if they could take 2 and 3 and make them as good as they did, they can take 4 and just knock it out of the park. I think you're going to fall in love with this game. Oh, yeah. And, like, that's the power of remakes. It's one of my most anticipated games right now, you know, between away, playing Res what, Resident Evil 2 Remake and then also even Resident Evil 3, which was a bit, a bit underwhelming, I still appreciate, like, how modern that game uh, feels, right, in terms of an, of an upgrade from the original Resident Evil 3. And then also, you know, there are things about that game that are still great, despite it being not as great as Resident Evil 2. I, yeah, and I want that on record, okay, Bless? Mm -hmm. You got to stand with me on this. Motherfuckers out there act like Resident Evil 3 is this, like, shit stain of a game. No! No. It just wasn't as good as 2. That's all 1,000%. I agree That's with that. That's all that it was. But hey, stop hating out there. Shout stop out being to the a fucking hater. Resident Evil remake team. <laughs> but to J-Maz's question, I still think the new games are... Uh, eh, I think new games will always just stand out a bit more prominent because I don't think we'll get to the point where remakes are outpacing new games in terms of them being made. I mean, look at the list, the, the list that you gave us, right? 
Tears of the Kingdom is, for on the Nintendo side, the most anticipated game right now, right? Spider-Man 2 on the PlayStation side is probably the most anticipated game right now. Um, and then, yeah, Star- I mean, Starfield on the Xbox side is probably... Like, you're talking about brand new games that are getting people hyped, right? Like, look at the sales we talked about for Hogwarts. Look at Diablo 4 and how excited people are, are for that. This studio, kind of funny, is very excited for Jedi Survivor, right? Every single time, like, I, I look at Barrett's desk and I see, like, him watching gameplay, I'm like, oh, man, that looks real good. I mean, the reality is, too, when we talk about these games, when we talk about our Game of the Year list and stuff, the argument isn't ever like, oh, man, there's not enough new games to put here. The argument's usually, am I really going to put a remake on this list? You know, and we have that internal struggle. So I feel like that conversation is there no matter what. And I like that. I think that if we end this year and the top 10 list includes games like Metroid Prime and Dead Space, I'm not going to be mad at that because they are incredible games and they're incredible experiences now. And they are so much different than they were then. I also mm-hmm. think that this year could be such a banger with new experiences that that's not the case and that we don't, there's not room for all these things. This is I, I predict that this is going to be the most crowded, complicated top 10 list we've ever made. I can't wait for it. Yeah. And I mean, even looking at, again, talking about the remakes versus the new games thing, I think this year is kind of a banner year for remakes and remasters and re-releases. And it makes me wonder, you know, you, met, you mentioned it, but what percentage of our game of the year are going to be remakes? And, and especially if we count something like Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which can go either way. I probably wouldn't, but I could see why somebody would. I was thinking about this is really funny mm. because of how we do our game of the year. I think Hi-Fi Rush is going to be so high you think because so? everyone played it except Greg. Mm. Right? Mm. We got the Xbox motherfuckers. We do got the, oh, <laughs> I, don't the know about, what, I don't know Janet's thoughts on it. Uh, yeah, I don't know I, if, she, if she's played it or not. Yeah, I don't know. I think she started it up and was like enjoying it enough. But I, 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 think it's, I think it's a safe bet that Hi-Fi Rush will be a... I think it'll be in we'll our top some, 10. Yeah, top 10 for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm but, very curious because I'm looking at the games right now. I'm like, yeah. which are the games that all of us are going to play? I mean, yeah, I assume like, all of us are going to play Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. All of us are going to play Spider Man 2. Yep. Almost all of us are going to play Jedi Survivor. Yeah. yeah. I'll say probably all of us, right? Who wouldn't play Jedi Survivor? I feel like Mike probably wouldn't. Because mm. all, he's not a Star mm. Wars guy. Most of us are going to play Starfield. Diablo? A lot of us are going to play Diablo. Yeah. I'm, what, Dude, at great. some point, I'm going to sit down and really think about like yeah. what is our game of the year going to yeah, be <laughs> based I, on I, who's I interested. This in year is going to be like I, I think throughout the year, last year is getting easier and easier to kind of be like, yeah, like this is going to be mostly what the list is. Maybe uh, reordering some things, but I think this year is really going to be a toss up, and I think it's going to be a lot of close calls. And I I pray that you know when the votes come in, we don't have like six ties. <laughs> Why not celebrate more Let's games? Go. A six way tie for number I, I, one. Let's like make it happen. Tie. Maybe two, Tim. <laughs> nah, man. I want six game of the years. Hell yeah. Uh, Tim, now it's mm. time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Before we write that, in, what up? I, I know we're running a little long. I want to show you something. Oh, show it, me something. It just brought me so much joy this morning. Uh, Barrett, I sent Assets a video. Uh, Ultima Shadow X on Twitter tweeted out, I just found out the announcer for Tekken 8 is actually an American woman by the name of Len Hart, who not only did voices uh, for Zen Geiger, which I think is... The robot we were seeing earlier, no way, related to that somehow, like Power Ranger type things, mm. um, super not Super Saiyan, Super Sentai stuff, um, but it was also a famous ring announcer for real fighting events. Absolutely insane vocal performance. We gotta see this video, yeah, I and you gotta hear this because it is ready awesome. For the next battle. Wow. Section eight, new challenger. Let's go. Shema! 
Let's go. Like, That's awesome. I was not expecting. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm very happy to be back for Xiaomi. That's incredible. Wasn't this awesome? She has an incredible voice. Oh my god. And she's the announcer for Tekken 8, dude. That's, That's amazing. so cool, man. Loved that. I just Holy thought that cow. was so damn cool. And I just did not expect her to look like that. No, no, no. You know, like, what, her, a, what a surprise. That is amazing. All right. So cool. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com. Since you're wrong, rewrite in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. We only got one you're wrong from Jack Stay Puffed, who writes in and says, left out left off today tuesdays out today oh so this is a year on for yesterday uh or two days ago the legend of dragoon and wild arms 2 were added to ps plus premium and can be bought standalone for ten dollars each cool you'll play some legend of dragoon you nerds mm -hmm. uh tomorrow's host for kind of funny games daily are gonna be tim and myself me if you're watching this live right now after this is warzone with mike andy and nick if you want to catch that stream later you can of course go the kind of funny dang it youtube.com slash kind of funny games <laughs> remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and every day live right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about until next time game daily <laughs>